Hello and welcome to Anomaly Presents, the podcast that tells you a little bit of the mayhem that you'll be seeing this November 8th, 9th, and 10th at the Cinema Theater in Rochester, New York by talking about some movies that inspired us to put on a film festival. My name is Matt Knotts. This is the uh, third episode of the podcast, and we're going to go horny on Maine tonight. Um, <laughs> we're talking Barbarella. Uh, joining me tonight, I've got Megan Murphy. So. <laughs> that kind of night it's gonna be that kind of night we've got matt deturk hello adam lubito hey hey <laughs> we're feeling loose <laughs> and we're going for it it's barbarella night everybody so where do we want to start with barbarella not the so, plot not the not plot because that's necessarily not where the movie wanted to start certainly not certainly not so let, let's kind of give you a little bit of background here. Um, so comic book movie, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So pulp comic book movie. It was big in France. Uh, Dino De Laurentiis decided to make it because he loved comic book movies, hmm. I guess. I don't know. I think he also just wanted to make a weird little like sex romp, mm-hmm. psychedelic sex romp in 1968. <laughs> so he went to Roger Vadim, who is a dude that kind of specialized in that sort of genre. Um, and we got Barbarella. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> so, and it is full on psychedelic sex romp, sci-fi. There's weirdness all the way through the, the amazing thing. So we'll get into the, the real movie thing, but like, if you take a step back and, and look at who really enjoys Barbarella, like RuPaul, the reason RuPaul exists is Barbarella. Uh, the reason the fifth element exists is Barbarella. The Mighty Boosh, Barbarella. 50 years on, I don't know how the fuck that happened, if I'm really honest. (laughs) (laughs) Like, visually, it's fascinating. Absolutely. Um, And the music is amazing. Absolutely. Um, Oh my god, is there no plot. (laughs) Oh my god, is there no story. It it almost feels like a bunch of vignettes. Um, Which is weird when you see how many writers are credited. And those are just the ones they credit. Terry Southern. Yeah, yeah. Like, apparently he came in because, I, I, did he, he, was it De Laurentiis had worked with him before? Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. But it sounds like he didn't quite know. Like, I don't know. I wrote. He's like, I wrote some stuff. And then, like, the 15 other guys at one point or another who came in and, like, wrote and rewrote. and. Do they know what they wrote? Or do they not remember writing? I, I have not I, looked up every 15 to 20 I, of these, it, right? It's too hard. And also, it's like in six different languages, they tried to write it, and it's just all over the place. But you would think, like, Terry Southern, the guy behind, like, Dr. Strangelove, all the best satire of the 60s, like, name amongst names when you get to, like, prolific writers of the 60s and kind of hitting that milieu. Wow. <laughs> well, that's how strong Barbarella, like, deflects plot. Mm. But like, I feel like it was actively, like, just like, no, thank you. Pew, pew. Yeah, what, what what use have I for plot? It was just it was fascinating to me because watching it, like the plot and the structure, it's basically a porno, but with the actual sex kind of snipped out. Yeah, yes, and just the plot of the porno. <laughs> it's weird, which like, is I don't a think, fascinating choice. I don't, like, I don't think it's a sexy movie. It's a movie that's very concerned about sex. Yeah, but I don't think it's like at least just I'm not like whatever. Whatever my, 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 my switches are, are not particularly flipped by Barbarella in a sexy way. Visually, I love the style, but I'm like, that's, it's, no one seems to be having like a whole lot of fun. It's very transactional. 
Hmm. Yes, I, I would tend to agree with that. Mm-hmm. And I've heard arguments that, you know, it, it's Barbarella always has her own agency. She makes the choice to do whatever. And really, when it comes down to it, and we'll get to it later, but like her sexuality kind of defeats everything. Like that's mm-hmm. that's her superpower, right? Yeah. It's the only thing she does. Free love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta be honest. Again, it, yeah. In the, the intro, and I guess we can kind of jump both feet into the movie now right because we we've kind of gotten across the fact that in 2019 using the eyes that we have now maybe this didn't age super well right however it's a movie that that is still pretty celebrated like robert rodriguez wanted to remake it within the last <laughs> 10 years well, I almost, yeah well i almost wonder if part of it is because you're like because it's kind of like Oddly enough, it has like a lot of plot, but it just doesn't give a crap about its plot. Right. I wonder mm-hmm. if that's part of it. It's like, oh, I want to remake this and try to give it meaning. But here's here's why I say I think you give meaning to Barbarella and you lose what attracts people, which is you can take whatever piece you want of it and like, boom, RuPaul, like, you know, or boom, Fifth Element, like boom, Mighty Boosh. You only get those three very different things if each one is taking an element of this movie right. and you can separate it out completely and it's still fine because it was never connected to anything to begin with. It's absolutely. Yeah, it's a, oh. I was going to say, it's so completely of its time that I feel like if you try to translate it to something else, it's just not going to work. Oh, for sure. And I feel like it's 100% in that case. It's something where it's, I'm not saying that each element had an individual person on it because I don't know, but I'm saying that like this one thing is so iconic, but that one thing is so iconic. Mm. There's so many ideas in it Mm. that are just like a smorgasbord for people to pull from that that 100% makes sense to me when you're talking about like all the different people who have been inspired by it. That completely makes sense because whether you're picking, you know, the shag carpet, like furry, like spaceship or the music or the crazy, like inflatables, like there's so much visual craziness to pull from in this. it's yeah it's straight up bananas from start to finish and you can totally see where somebody would see it and go i've never seen anything like that before yeah i'm going to make it my mission to try to live in that universe luke Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly well like so bringing up just the opening like the opening like oh my god what movie is this because the opening is iconic yes yeah you know it's just zero g in a furry ship yeah yeah (laughs) Oh, here it is. <laughs> the soundtrack is killer. It's so good. I'm just going to leave it on the background because it's it's super good. I what like visually knew of the opening and was amused that I hadn't put two and two together that Ariana Grande has a video that is literally just this opening oh, yeah. um, of her doing it. But like watching it and I was like, not only is it very long and like wonderfully long in that case, yeah. but also I like. The typography does mm. fascinating animated mm. choices. Yeah. Oh no, it's covering her. That's, She's nude. Yeah. You can't see it because of the credits. Oh no! Like that plus the music, I literally fell in love with the opening titles. Mm. That's like the entire rest of the movie. I, as someone who just saw it for the first time, like really enjoyed it. But my god, the titles! I had such a good time with. The only thing I could think of when I was watching it, and, and it's kind of again, I, I watched this when I was fifteen, and I <laughs> <laughs> the perfect time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it's right in that wheelhouse, right? So much of, of my personality was formed by what I was fifteen, for better or for worse. Um, but watching it now, I'm like, oh wait, this is like a James James Bond introduction. Mm. Yes, but it's fully focused on your main character rather than some weird gun psychosexual barrels gun barrel situation. Yeah, yeah. You know? In this case, it's actually like instead of it, I mean, it's still very much, you know, treating the woman as like something to be viewed like with within that gaze. But in this case, also, at least it's focused just on her and not like her as an accessory to the rest of it. 
Oh, yeah, I think the whole movie has that. I'm sure we can get in later about, like, what the movie thinks it's portraying. Well, like, yes. like, with yeah. sexuality and, like, like you know, also as a bunch of dudes made it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah a bunch of 60s dudes. Yeah. 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 They, walking boners is pretty much what <laughs> it's like. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll throw that in there. But, yeah, and so that... That beginning, I guess the best you can call it is a strip tease, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's it's the best kind of intergalactic strip tease, though. You're like, oh, yeah. this is classy. It's classy. <laughs> and it, it drops you in with, and that's the most context you have yeah. is we're on a brown shag carpeted spaceship with a naked Jane Fonda. Here we go. Plus, <laughs> yeah. I think the effect works pretty good. You know. Apparently, it was just a plane of glass that she was on. Yeah, but right. it, it works as like a zero G. Like it, yeah. you're like, oh no, that that that's an effective. It looked great. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. everything about it looks amazing. Yeah. It's shot beautifully for for what it is. It absolutely looks like a '50s French sci-fi comic book. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I would totally yeah. So yeah, it, it drops us in on this shag carpet spaceship. Very, very much of its time, right? It, it is, if you were to think of, of a, a time capsule from 1968, it would be brown shag carpet from ceiling to floor. Um, and then she gets a communique from the president of space. Is that who that was? The president of space <laughs> or Earth. Earth, Earth, like Earth yeah. 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 I don't remember who he was. The guy who was Love. like... Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the greeting? I think so. Yeah. 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 She's like, let me put something on. He's like... Nah, we're cool. That's <laughs> like the oh future. Boy. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Great. This is where we're starting. Um, yeah. So we we're watching it um, the other night, and it's it's Kara and I, and she's like, "What are you watching?" <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair question. <laughs> I'm figuring it out. I'll let you know. Uh, yeah, I'll let you know in about ninety minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, she gets her her orders because she's the best navigator in the universe. Do I recall that correctly? I've seen the film multiple times. I can't remember. She's Barbarella. That's just yeah. it. She's Barbarella. Yeah. Basically, she's Barbarella. She's the main character, so she's going to go. Space adventurer. She has to find Duran Duran <laughs> and his positronic ray. Yes. yes. <laughs> and and that's and we're off, right? We're off. Um, my favorite part of this whole sequence is when she decides to go to sleep. And she's surrounded by, by brown shag carpet. And she decides she's going to sleep on the piece of plexiglass. Was, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was so confused by that. I was like, the whole ship looks so comfy. And you pick that? That's your bed? The hard, clear surface is where you're okay. Well, we can't understand the future. No, I, I suppose. It is the only place with a camera shining directly through it. So <laughs> it is what it is. Um, so, yeah. And then we crash land on, on planet Sojo? I think the city's so go, and, oh, but yeah. she's like yeah. in Tau Ceti, okay. which is like the system. Wow. Thank you. I've seen it several times, Very and impressive. I just read the Wikipedia to remind myself. <laughs> this is not that impressive, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm impressed by it. Can, can I say the you. part about that crash that was impressive to me? I loved that I felt, I don't know the timing on this, but I felt like they were like, you know, there's been some impressive space visuals in the movies, and I'd like to just drop a bunch of like neon-colored paint like on a screen, and we'll use that for it. all of our asteroids. Yeah, I like, love that all the space oh, yeah. are just like lava lamps. I it loved was it. psychedelic. Yeah. I loved it. 
I legitimately loved it. What a great screensaver. <laughs> Seriously. Right? Oh. It's the full on. And that's kind of what they did was like the oil and water painting color yes. thing. You can see it every now and then, depending on what band's playing at the bug jar, they'll still do it <laughs> on an overhead projector. It's classic. And it's kind of cool. Yeah, it was fun. So, it, yeah. And you're right. It is very much of its era because, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, you know. It's hate, crazy. Hate it Ashbury fun. on the screen. <laughs> um, yeah. So then they crash land. Do we need to go through the plot, I guess? Yeah, I guess we do. So, yeah, we crash land. <laughs> Barbarola, do you need to go through the plot? I guess. <laughs> it, gets you from, it gets you from points to points. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Adam kind of summed it up perfectly by saying it's a porno without the, the sex bits. What? Um, with bitey dolls. So. With the bitey yeah, dolls. Yeah, with, yeah, with vampire Damn. dolls. <laughs> that was, yeah, kind of one of my favorite parts of the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, again, it's one of those, like, individual scenes amazing but you're like then something 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 she crashes and there's like feral kids and they tire up for some reason and then dolls with jaws and 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 now we're interested again for a little bit and it's straight like they're biting her and shit yeah and i think they're like all the kids are almost like twins it's a weird like shining twins Mm -hmm. children of the corn situation Uh, and there's like what 40 of them in there it's a a ridiculous number (laughs) Too many kids. Yeah. Two of them kidnap her and ride back to that ship on what looked like a stingray. I was just gonna say, like the like stingray manta eel like sort of a thing, but of the ice. (laughs) And then they have a bunch of like blue rabbits that live with them. I was like, this isn't only designing like it's like vehicles, like they're also designing new animals now. Like (laughs) (laughs) the world building is tremendous. Like all of it is And then the movie gets bored and moves on. (laughs) (laughs) And we're done. You're never gonna see that again. Don't worry about it. The kids never mentioned again. No. No, they hit a weird bat burp backrack number. It's like, do, 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 do. And then you're on to the next sex scene. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because the catcher shows up. So apparently oh, on right. this planet, kids just roam feral until they gather them up and take them to the city. Yeah, so this guy's job. Catch them in yeah. the net and yeah, turn them yeah. over to the authorities. His job is to wear furs and to like capture kids in nets. <laughs> Which? Yeah. I so, wish I could get that job. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's not bad. Right now. He's his own boss. Yeah. He sets his own hours. Sets his own hours. Right? And then occasionally he rescues like sexy space ladies. Yeah. And is like, hey, hey, if you, uh, you can always repay me with some of that sexy sex. <laughs> but like, you know, hey, that's just like, you know, it's like, it's just how we do. It's transactional. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I appreciate that the that Demolition Man completely stole their gimmick of, of uh-huh. sex from, from this thought, movie. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Because oh, yeah, we get first introduced to the idea that um, on Earth, they have evolved a past, past like neuroticness of having like actual physical sex, and instead it involves pills and touching, mm. but okay. like just fingertips. Exaltation transference pellets. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I had to write that down. I didn't yeah. just remember that. But of course, furry dude's like, hey, I'm not down with those like pill things. How would I take my fur off? Oh my God, I'm hairier than the fur under this. And that, let's do it the old fashioned way. Yeah. Let, let's stop right there and just say. <laughs> That is the best goddamn reveal in the whole movie. <laughs> is that the man is covered in in what looks like Kodiak bear fur? <laughs> Peels off the jacket, hairier than the fur he was wearing. Like Karen and I were watching it. When he takes that shirt off. We were both like, "What the fuck was that?" I can't believe how hairy that man is. And you've just seen a killer doll, and this just knocks that right out yeah, of your no. head. Yeah. I- Killer doll, completely believable in the situation. That. Yeah. <laughs> this? This man who may have been Sasquatch. <laughs> Rest in peace, I'm sure. Um, but 
Sasquatch? Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. I just saw it in Weekly World News. Damn it. What's Bat Boy think? Oh, he must be just tore up about it. He's real sad. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. the the... And then they have sex. Yeah. And she's all like, hey, hey, this touching skin thing's pretty hot. (laughs) Pretty into this. And then, boom, she has her own own furs, but with a really long tail. (laughs) I was just going to say, because also place that they have sex is kind of like he has a fur nest in some sort of like an inflatable sled some sort of fur sex tunnel that's yes that that is it thank you i was looking for that term yep (laughs) i imagine this smells (laughs) oh no 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 good thing is good thing it's cold it's cold on the surface of that planet i think that might help hopefully because also like that sled like that was only like quote unquote there's one room in that right so therefore that's where the children also go like, there's a uh, lot of weird things in there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's just like, mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, my hands are waving about. Like, <laughs> like most things with Barbarella, best not to think about it too yeah, much. Fair point. And then the Fair next point. scene. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're moving on. <laughs> Which involves her going back to her ship and then straight crashing it right into the damn center of this planet. I think it's, it's, like, it's like two minutes. The best <laughs> navigator in the universe. <laughs> well, I think if I remember correctly, it's like taking me to the city. The city is underground. I don't know if the ship tells her or just does it yeah. <laughs> or just goes, oh, oh, to the city? No problem. Bam. Goddamn Garmin. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, you got GPS is great, but you got a thing for yourself. Everybody. You're really, yeah. You're going to end up in a lake or, or just drilling that motherfucker right into the ground. And then. Or the stony maze outside a city of evil people where the slaves live and an angel. Oh, Pygar the angel. Yeah. Pygar. That's, I cannot He's blind. His name. And he can't fly, or he just gave up the will to fly. But maybe, maybe a special lady can give him his will back. Yeah. Yep. I wonder where this is going, movie. Yep. In the movie with one solution to every problem, what could it be? Yeah, he, he learns to fly by going back to Pound Town. Off mic, Aaron is just like uh. <laughs> that was a groan. <laughs> might be off mic. He still might have got picked up. It was oh, from it, the soul. It one hundred percent got picked up. <laughs> well, she just screws the fly back into him. That's mm-hmm. what you got to do yeah. sometimes in his yeah. giant nest. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It wasn't a nest. I was like, I applaud that you've decided to like. <laughs> did he decide to live in a nest? Did he build it? Did yeah. the doctor guy build it for him? They're like, he has wings, so it must be a nest. And he's right? like, no, thank you, but <laughs> they made him sleep there. That's all we're going to give you. All this effort to find. <laughs> By the way, the doctor guy is Marceau Marceau. Yeah, Dr. Ping. That's Dr. right. Dr. Ping. Yes. Yep. The world's Though most he was, famous mind. He was dubbed by somebody else. So that's not even his voice. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Also, hey, quick uh, uh, dubbing side note: uh, Jane Fonda could dub her own uh, French. Wow, uh, hmm. u- useless knowledge, but <laughs> I did some research. But impressive I'm nonetheless. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for doing the research. <laughs> Respect Jane Fonda because she had to put up with a lot of shit in this movie. So. Uh, yes, you can yeah. just tell. <laughs> yeah, Jane Fonda is the MVP. Do you want to share the, the little tidbit you gave us before we started talking? About oh. casting? Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, the director, Roger Vadim, or is it Vadim? Vadim. Vadim, right? So they were married at the time, but Jane Fonda was not his first nor his second choice for Barbarella. It almost feels like, hey, honey, hey, much younger honey, I got I got to start shooting this film. <laughs> you you want to be this, this kind of like klutzy, semi-lucky space lady? 
And then, oh, I'm going to have birds attack you. <laughs> <laughs> Get on set. You, you know who my family is, right? I, yeah, okay. yeah, he's like, I'm, yeah, whatever. I'm fully aware. I'm French. I don't care. <laughs> That's American royalty. I don't care. Here's some goddamn fuzzy yeah. boots. <laughs> Grapes of wrath is nothing. Grapes of wrath. Your brother's making easy rider right now. <laughs> uh, you know, I think she was young, and I think she said this. Like I was young, and like I thought that's what I was supposed to be doing. I think she, she got, I think she got a lot more political, like almost just after this film. Immediately, yeah, yeah. She was like, "Oh, oh, the hell with this. Yeah. <laughs> Never I need again." To do something about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nope. I have made a choice, and now I need to make new choices. <laughs> uh, Any choice you can make where you're not like sweating through like perspex bras and stuff is probably the best choice you can make. <laughs> so, uh, oh no. Okay, so now, okay, so now the the uh, angel can fly. Pygar can fly because he got like he got laid yep. <laughs> and in a nest. <laughs> he got laid in a nest, Which, as we've all been through. Yeah, who hasn't? Yeah. <laughs> and then he it's can just fly, fly Barbarella to Sogo, which is the city. You know, so she like goes to the city and I think um, immediately gets captured. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's kind of a recurring thing for it's her. It's a recurring thing. Like shows up, captured, shows up, captured. She has the stealth of a fleet of elephants. I don't know how the fuck. <laughs> well, it's the weirdest thing. So I read that um, when they were writing the script, the director's like, I want her to seem innocent. And what he, how he decided innocence was going to be portrayed is clumsy and kind of dumb. Like, so that extra, like, tripping and stuff, that's all, like, that's, he decided, like, that's what she needs to be doing. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, I guess clumsy equals innocent, everybody, so, I, I don't know. I just, I just don't know. <laughs> so that's, that's also a case where, like, you'd feel, like, even at innocent level, like, you were given fair warning, like, someone's like, you can't be seen with an angel in this place, yeah. and so they go in, and it's like, surprise, here's an angel. Here's an angel. It's, it's hard to hide the wings. He's yeah. got, like, a nine-foot wingspan. <laughs> Lord. Like they just rock up there like, oh, here. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and, and here's all I'm like, okay, so the first time she can Is this when she gets rescued the first time by the woman who turns out to be the great tyrant? Ooh, Spyler. Yeah. 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 Person, I think yeah. that. Oh, pretty, yeah. Pretty. Then they, yeah. Hmm? pretty, pretty. Oh, yeah. Pretty. See, she's the best part of it. Yes. She is. I agree. It's, it's Anita Pallenberg. Yeah. And yeah, no, she's she's knows exactly what she's doing. And yeah. she gets to be a character who at least has agency. And is making decisions and, you know, leads lead a city. It's an evil city, yeah. but, you know, we got to do what you got to do. <laughs> I don't know, you know what it says about me. I had a bigger crush on her than I did on Barbarella. Oh, no, no. Like, she's like, you know, if she wanted to mess you up, however you wish to be messed up, she could do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something to be said for that. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, all right. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, God. I mean, here's the thing is where I absolutely, I've seen this film multiple times and I lose the plot at this point. Then at some point she finds out that that woman is the great tyrant and then she has a concierge who is like this guy who's, you yeah. know, this kind of, at first I thought this is a weird creepy guy that hangs out with the, the great tyrant. Yeah, and there's the pick your own death chamber. Oh yeah, which they accidentally stumble into. Yeah, so we were talking about like earlier. We were like, why was there no sign for that? Like, Label whoops. that shit. Like, <laughs> why, like, why do we even have this room? You think, yeah, well, off a of town square. <laughs> I guess you're here now. Pick one of three ways to die. One of them might not be so bad. It doesn't sound evil. It's just like poor planning. Yes, well, I don't. You know? I don't think civil, civic planning was in the great tyrant's well, mind. If, it, if it's she... evil, you say great big fun room, and then it's like a death room. Here, right. it's just there's not even a door. 
No. All of a sudden you're there. You just walk in. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So at one point they crucify the angel because Barbarella at one point gets to say the line, decrucify the angel. Decrucify the angel. The angel. <laughs> so bravo. One of my favorite lines in the movie. <laughs> and then she gets captured again. Yep. Yeah, they grab the gun right out of her hand. Yeah. <laughs> yes. well, it was empty because she, she ended up shooting all her energy uh, out flying into the city. Remember oh, when? yes, yes. And then yeah. the birds happen? Is this the bird chamber? Yeah, so. yes. when she goes into the tube and is attacked by the, the killer budgies. Yeah, apparently they put a bunch of bird seed on her costume. <laughs> so this was not a fun filming day for Jane no, Fonda. Like that not, no. I was like, no, now that I know, like, I don't want to hear that. Plus, I think they're supposed to be hummingbirds, but you couldn't import hummingbirds, so it's whatever birds they found. Yeah, those were straight up pet store birds. <laughs> yeah, they're parakeets. And- <laughs> yes, par- parakeets and budgies. I'm not kidding, yeah. So they had to actively make those birds attack her. Uh And apparently they were crapping everywhere, too, because they're birds. And they were just, like, riling them up to try to get them to look, you know, menacing with their parakeets and budgies. So, yeah, yeah, rough. (laughs) Yeah, not not great. Not great. And then they shoot her down the tube. Oh, this is my favorite scenes coming up. Yes. My favorite part when she gets shot out of the tube is that she hits and she opens up. And is that the one where she's like... I don't think I'm supposed to travel in tubes. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not made for tubes. Like, I suppose no one is there, Barb. Yeah, no, it's a, uh, and she was like my favorite, like my favorite character with the n- most nuts the name. Best name in the movie. We meet Dildano, <laughs> which I'm like, is that also the French term? Like, did they translate that, or is this like, does this go across languages? If, I could have done the research, but I didn't. If that wasn't in the comic book, that is 100 percent right. Terry Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. And I love it. And it's David Hemmings, who's like in uh, Deep Red for Friend of Rosso. And like he's in a bunch of other movies. So it's good to see him. And he seems to know the movie he's in. Yeah. Oh, da- absolutely. David Hemmings absolutely knocks it out of the park. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'm the resistant. I'm going to help you. Don't worry about it. Oh, hey, while we're here, let's have sex. But oh, twist. Twist. He's like, no, 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 no. I've heard about the pill thing. In fact, I have some. And he's like rifling through his like little <laughs> junky, crappy resistance not working place. And he's like, yeah, I got pills. Like they're condoms. <laughs> And he's like, we're going to do it the pill style, which is hilarious. It's it so good. Hair curl, like just yes. touching fingers, staring off into nothing, and their hair just curling out of nowhere. Hair curls, hands smoking. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, I can see why you switched over. Yeah. <laughs> this looks completely comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it looks like it rocks your world. If anything smells worse. But he seemed to, he, he seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. Then furry your so, sex, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it, it lived up to his expectations, whereas Barbarella's like, no, nah, man, I've gone back to the earth. Yeah. Like, I do it old style now. No. She's like a hipster of sex. I'm the catcher now. <laughs> You're just not furry enough for me. Sorry. Or feathery enough. Oh, there's something true. here. I apologize uh, for that. That was a terrible thing to say. <laughs> no apologies for Barbarella. That's fair. We're just trying to make it through. We're, we're in that headspace right now. Oh, crap. What happens next? Okay. So... Well, she goes back up another tube. I know that. Right. Oh, yeah, she goes yeah. up a tube. Maybe that's when she says, I, I'm not built for tubes or something oh, like that. <laughs> Nobody is. Which, again, one of my favorite lines. I wish I could remember it exactly, but it's just like so on the nose. She gets out and I'm like, I'm not supposed to travel in tubes. I'm like, no, I suppose not. Does she get captured again? Probably. Safe assumption. Is that the Duran Duran yeah. one now? I think so. Where she's like, where she finds out that the concierge is, oh my god, it's the guy I've been looking for, Duran Duran, and for some reason he's thirty years older, but we never saw him younger, so who knew? I don't even know why yeah. they have that point in there. I guess yeah, the no. evil made him older. Yeah, I think. Well, they showed that photo of him initially. Which oh was, god, uh, yeah. Him god. in a spacesuit. You're right. So, <laughs> meh. Which I do enjoy that she's like, well, how am I supposed to know what he looks like? <laughs> Got a helmet. 
Which is the moment I was like, I am 100% here for this. <laughs> this and movie then, knows what it is. Is it the machine? It might be. It is the machine. Yeah. If it's not, let's just go right to the machine. Sure, yeah. The most infamous part of this movie. <laughs> Where her powers truly come <laughs> into focus. And and Randran's like, ha ha! I want to rule the city, and that positronic rain is my, whatever the plot is that he's like evil, uh, whatever. And he's like, and but you know, instead of like killing her, he's going to like right away. I built a machine that'll make you like sex you to death because you're going to be like so happy. <laughs> but but not not our girl Barbarella because she has been like I guess the like, training this entire movie, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she destroys that machine <laughs> with her orgasm. So I guess it's sex positive. I mean, this is the big thing that I, <laughs> I, I, guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. When I was doing research for this movie, that that was the big thing that everybody pointed out is that it's sex positive and it was also her having agency because her sexuality defeated. Yeah. Meh. Duran Duran. <laughs> I was like, eh, I can see it if we really want to go that far. Yeah, probably. I, I think you can if you want to see that you can. Is it there? No. <laughs> it's, no. it's, it's, it's not there it's another like oh the sexy lady's having sexy stuff and sexy and apparently also she and Miles O'Shea the actor did not know that they were explosives because like you know so apparently she was freaking out and, and, and poor Miles was like oh my god like she's she's being injured during that because like yeah. Roger was like eh, I'm gonna throw some explosives in there we'll see we'll get like an honest reaction to the space sex machine Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is there any point you want realism? It's, yeah, for the yeah, space. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, right. Okay. So, so anyway, if you want to know another lame thing that was happening during this scene. Can we revisit the fact that they were married when this was happening? Yeah. Oh, God. So uh. this is the, the budgie parakeet birdseed yeah. bikini. Yeah, no. Followed by live explosives in the yep. orgasm machine. Yep. Wow. And all the tripping in between. And the tripping in between. So yep. Jane Fonda had to be a walking bruise. Yeah, no, she like, was done. Yeah, she was done. Yeah. I was like, you know, I've, I've done everything I can here. <laughs> Time to actually live a life. <laughs> Screw you. I'm going home. God. Okay. Good for her. She went after every Oscar she could get her hands on afterwards oh, yeah. Yeah. and really took some prestige parts and oh, hell yeah. kind of overcame Barbarella. But we're still watching it 50 years <laughs> later. Say, yeah. We have Duran Duran because of that. As I learned while we were watching, huh? You're like, yeah, Why? that blew his mind. <laughs> where you're, you're like, like oh shit! First, you were like, I don't understand the Duran Duran joke. Like, <laughs> why are they referencing the band so much? Like, is there some reference? I'm not. I'm like, no, no. The band references this movie, and my head and just, <laughs> uh-huh. just watched it happen in real time. All right. Okay. okay. Ooh, we're near the end. Okay, because then. <laughs> <laughs> Even though she defeats it, like he's still there, she doesn't run or, or, or fight him anything. So no, she she, mean, uh, she had that key, the invisible key, the invisible yes. key. To, to the great tyrant's dream ta- chamber. This all no, it doesn't make sense at all. But like, no. just keep going through with it. But again, looks great. <laughs> oh, looks yes. great. I'm also wondering if this is why they hired Marcel Marceau for the one bit of mime when she has to find the key on her neck and then try to find the key. But he's not even there. Do you think he just like he's, he's just not? Like, but I think he's maybe he was on set. For this <laughs> the, Gave the, her some tips. The, yeah. yeah, right. The, the only reason why you would have Marcel Marceau in this this movie is so you could get that cru- crucial mime tip. But then, oh no, a thing that's never been introduced. Till now is, oh no! If Barbarella's in the dream chamber with the Great Tyrant, and there's more than one person in in in, in her dream chamber, the Matmos, which is this living goo that surrounds the city and is evil, because that's yeah. how how you do. Yeah, it it gets like it gets real upset. 
<laughs> it doesn't like two people in that room for some reason. No, thank you. My understanding of, of the Matmos is it's it, 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 it's basically a combination of the midichlorians with the pink ooze from Ghostbusters yeah. 2. <laughs> uh, qu- quick yeah. side note, hashtag horror goo there in my top 10 horror goo on Twitter. Check hashtag horror goo because it's basically mine. Yes. Matmos might show up on there. <laughs> As it I, should. I love hashtag horror goo. Yeah. That's kind of why we did Barbarella. It all led to this moment. Yeah. <laughs> 35 minutes in, so we thanks got, for hanging out. We got, we got nine more films to cover, and you never know when the goo will show up again. That's but right. I will be here. No. Hor- horror goo is eternal. Hashtag horror goo. Spoiler number one's the stuff, always. Oh, hell yeah. Always. I can't wait to talk about the stuff. Hell yeah, because enough is never enough God, of the stuff. stuff. Hey, guys, you just talk about the stuff for the rest of the episode. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Let's just segue. Well, here's the thing. Okay, we'll cover the end. And then, because the thing is, I don't yeah. hate Barbarella, and I feel like we're... Yeah. we're we are dunking on it a lot yeah. for a movie yeah. that we, we chose to watch and yeah, talk right. about. <laughs> so, I, I feel like at this point, we've got five minutes left of the film, because it's like, okay, so the great tyrant sees that Duran Duran, like, she's got, like, a big screen. Yeah. Right. And it's like, oh, no, he's taking over the city, but just then, the revolution starts. Starts. So Dildano and Marcel Marceau, <laughs> I'll come up and <laughs> yeah, please, please. let's take another take at that. <laughs> and, and let's just draw a line under Dildano and Marcel Marceau. Right? <laughs> Poetry. Poetry. <laughs> See, that's why I can't crap on Barbarella because no. I get to say that. Yes. <laughs> but, so they come up and like there's, there's a fight and then the great tyrant's like, well, screw this. I have levers. That releases the Matmos, so let's destroy everything. She does that, but here's the thing. Barbarella is so pure and innocent that when the Matmos comes into the dream chamber, it bubbles around her and the great tyrant and her weird naked gold bed. I I can't quite figure out what's going on with that that gold bed. Yeah, it's like a race car bed for pervs. Yeah, right. <laughs> Lots of strange sleeping chambers. Right? Yes, <laughs> nobody sleeps in a goddamn bed. It's always got to be some convoluted weirdness. And then they're fine, and they find Pygar's fine, and Pygar picks both of them up and flies away, and Bar- the last line, Barbarella's like, wait, she? why are you picking up her? Like, she, all the horrible things. And he's like, an angel has no memory, and then that's the end of the film. I was so shocked when it ended there. I was like, I'm You're sorry, done. what? It's over. The, the Three people are alive. That's all we got. Yep. Yeah. Just the reading rainbow sound at the end. It was all you were missing. <laughs> Everyone else is dead in goo. Yep. Yep. Just totally Vesuvius, the whole city. <laughs> so now that we've gotten through the plot. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, fair. Like, it's weird, but I feel like, like, the vi- like what, what is it about it that, like, for 50 years has, why, why are we right now talking about Barbarella? We were not born. No. So what is it? So... For me, and I guess I'll, I'll jump in and, and start. Um, even though it came out in, in 68, it, it kind of encapsulates everything I enjoy about that weird kind of psychedelic sci-fi experience. I really enjoy that, you know, the, the oil and water and color and, and the, the set design is great. Like I said, 15-year-old me was probably into it for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But... 40-year-old me, I'm watching, I'm like, visually, this is amazing, and I can kind of see how this influenced all the rest of the whack-ass science fiction that I've seen. Like, even going back to Turbo Kid, you can Mm. pull stuff out of Turbo Kid and Mm. see where it came from in Barbarella. Oh, yeah. I don't know, having a little bit of of history in, in film, like, I don't know that anything looked like this prior to, I mean, this was what, the biggest movie in England when it came out for like three months it's it's another phantom of the paradise winnipeg thing right but like it was a blockbuster in england 
because it was so visually different. Yeah. And you can see that with the stuff that we watch now, like 1968. So if you do 20 years after, that's 88. Take a look at all the sci-fi we really liked in 88, 89. Or you're, even if you look at Joel Schumacher when he did the Batman movies. You can draw a straight line between the Batman movie. Absolutely. You know, oh, yeah. Batman sure. Holy Ro- crap. From Batman and Robin to Barbarella? Yes. There's the- that's a goddamn express train. Like, <laughs> and it, that, it's the camp. It's the camp. Factor. I was going to say, right. I feel like we get the like common theme is like the, the gays. The gays fell in love with Barbarella <laughs> yeah. and its campiness. Because, yeah, we threw out RuPaul earlier yeah. and Joel Schumacher. And, yeah, I think... Yeah, just the the campy aesthetic. I mean, you got Pygar. I have to imagine that was awake an awakening for many a young gay at the time. <laughs> I would figure. Oh, yeah. No, a hot shirtless angel with like no memory. He's blind. <laughs> he needs help all the time. Maybe he just needs someone to believe in him and touch him a little. <laughs> I don't see what could be up, appealing. Yeah. Yeah, at the very least, decrucify him. <laughs> Please decrucify this angel. I need to touch his chest. <laughs> and I, I'm sure on the flip side, the great tyrant kind of, you know, plucks sure. some heartstrings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, from my end, this is a movie that I visually was aware of before I knew anything about the plot or what it was in the slightest. Before I even knew that it was a sexy romp, I literally just knew it as a movie that showed up in, you know, production design books and showed up in, you know, social media accounts or blogs talking about the visuals of it. Like, so it's fascinating to me that, yeah, like as crazy and weird and problematic as all of it is that part of the reason, and I'd say a significant part of the reason we're still talking about it is that as you said, Matt, visually it's like nothing else that like had existed and now has become so influential because of the amount of insane visuals that exist in it. Like, it's ideas almost like unbridled. Like they're just let to run free without any like real deep threads to a coherent plot. I think for me, what's fascinating about Barbarella and it's going to be something that I'm sure I've talked about before. And we'll talk about again is it's kind of like a thing that you disassemble for pieces, particularly if you're not the person that the, was the intended audience, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like a woman, gay, black, anything else that isn't like a straight white dude from the 60s, mm-hmm. right? You can see something and go, well, that's not for me. Obviously, you didn't name it. But this this thing here, it, it uh, attracts me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then I can take it and make it my own. You know, I mean, I think there's a reason why Barbarella could still be a cosplay today. It's not like people like, oh, I want to wear this and I want to be Barbarella as she is in the movie. No, but I want to be Barbarella as she can be a symbol for what she might have been. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I like that. It's like it's this or like take that camp aesthetic, which is so much of camp is let me take something that wasn't made for me intentionally and mm-hmm. I'm going to remake it in my own image and then it'll be mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You take those pieces and you build your own thing. Yeah. You know, and I think Barbarella is full of so many pieces. Absolutely. It's like a bucket full of stuff. <laughs> it, it's a giant Lego set. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, I can speak to it as, as a woman and go like, eh, you know, she's kind of dumb and she trips a lot. But I like the idea of, like, she has no uh, guilt or hang-ups about sex. Right. And yeah. I know because a dude wrote her, because that's what he, they'd love, like, some sexy, attractive lady, not they have any. But right. the ideal sure is nice, that she could just live life like that. Right. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. And look yeah. awesome while doing it. <laughs> that's right. Like, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I... I <laughs> 
as the straight white male in the room, um, <laughs> the, the fact that immediately after the orgasm machine breaks and she breaks it, her, her response was, oh, that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think the, the, the intention of that line works as well as I interpret it, which is almost like, what? Eh, that's cute. Nice try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I don't think they intended that, but like you can read that into it and go, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, girl. <laughs> nice try, dude. <laughs> Every dude thinks they can blow my mind. <laughs> Just another broken machine. That's exactly how I read it, too. I was right? like, yeah, 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 all right, yeah. Right, right. Totally right. makes sense. Even just like decades away from the intended audience, you have to in- interact with the film however you're going to interact with. Oh, yeah. You know? And you're finding the pieces that like, well, no, thank you. This can stay there. This can stay right in 68. Thank you very much. Right. Oh, but this can come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we should have a counter. Oh, my God. Come oh my counter. God. I was gonna, yeah, drink every time you hear come, and <laughs> I am not responsible for what Aaron, happens to Aaron, you, you should have been counting these 13. the entire time. Oh my God. 13? We'll have to go and count. She might be right. She's got that kind of memory. I believe it. 14. <laughs> oh, who said? Did someone think it? Uh-oh. What, what happened? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Guys, I'm blanking out my saying stuff, <laughs> and I'm not aware. I know. Again. <laughs> Man, this is weird. Barbarella induced <laughs> yeah, psychedelic hallucination. But that's the beauty of Barbarella. I think as a movie, it seems weird. Like, I don't think it works as a movie, but it works as an experience and an inspiration. Yeah, so, I think like, the and a soundtrack. first time we saw it was it was playing in the background at a party. And yeah. I feel like that is the yes. best way to experience it. I, I was just yeah. going to say, if it was playing on a TV in yep. a bar with music playing over it. Exactly. It's kind of dope. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't even need the psychedelic music. It could be anything else. But you just look up and you're like, oh, there's these two children with... Uh, is that Jane Fonda? <laughs> so, so this On is... a manta ray? <laughs> so this is actually going to be our new like live scoring situation is not silent films, but films that maybe should be silent that will add new music. Could you imagine? <laughs> oh my God, it would actually be amazing. Movies that don't need your full attention. <laughs> you can check in, check out. Don't worry. Can we get the isotopes to do a live <gasps> score of Barbarella? I feel like that's way up their alley. I'm thinking Anomaly 2020. Right? Exactly what I was going to say. So, actually, go on our Indiegogo. (laughs) (laughs) Make this happen. If you want to see that happen, contribute big. Yes. (laughs) We'll we'll do it. I don't know what what the the isotopes guarantee is, but it's probably going to be like $100 over that. Let's put that perk up right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the isotopes guarantee plus $200 to play Barbarella. We'll do it. But... Yeah, so that's that's Barbarella, I guess. Anybody have any final thoughts or I would just like to say that at no point did we mention that the orgasm machine is an organ, which I think is Ah, it's a sex it's organ. A sex organ. Like that has to be another Terry Southern thing, by the way. That is <laughs> that is super yeah, that that is his kind of joke. And uh yeah, yeah. He he plays it as hard as he can and <laughs> he sure does. Oofa doofa, does it not work out for him? We didn't mention my favorite line when Pygar's like, an angel doesn't make love. An angel is love. Right? Get a tattoo of that. I don't even know what it means, but it sounds like it has meaning. It sounds, yeah. Right? Which is Barbarella. I don't know. It doesn't have meaning. It sounds like it has meaning. 
How, how that wasn't in touch by an angel, I don't know. Well, I, I didn't watch every episode. Who knows? That's true, yeah. <laughs> Della Reese? I, I really hope that Della Reese, all of her lines were just pulled from Barbarella. Oh, my God. <laughs> every, no one every noticed? Every line Reese had was just pie guards. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> John Philip Law. God love you. Danger Diabolique, which was the movie he made right before this. Yes. With Roger. Yeah, with Roger Vadim. Uh, also, yeah. apparently, with most of the same crew. Yeah, oh, wow. it was it was a castle freak situation. Yeah, everything should be a castle freak situation. That's right. <laughs> we don't have time. We'll have to do a castle freak episode another night with a special warning. Oh, it's about to get real freaky. Oh, I love it's in the freak. title. Yeah, Stuart Gordon and Castle. Oh, God, Get yeah. me talking about Jeffrey Combs and Castle Freak. Oh no, that's it. No. Oh my God, well, I know nothing about Castle uh, Freak. Well, <laughs> put it on the list. Put it on the list, KP. Throw it up there. <laughs> I cannot wait to introduce people to Castle Freak. God damn, is that going to be good? They're going to be so upset at us. I know. Oh, no. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so gonna be scared so bad. again. <laughs> oh. I will tell you everything that you were kind of questioning about Barbarella. Mm-hmm. Good luck. <laughs> Before we started rolling, we, we started talking about the, the Joe Bob Briggs three Bs, the, the, the boobs, the blood, and the, the beasts. And, and Barbarella gives it to you in spades. <laughs> Castle Freak does it in a different way. Hmm. Fascinating. You get plenty. You if get plenty. You get plenty, but I'm not sure if it's the way you want it. Hmm. <laughs> I see fear in your eyes. Excellent. <laughs> You're ready. <laughs> well, oh, we're really selling so, this. Yeah. yeah. So on that note... <laughs> Watch Barbarella. Also watch Castle Freak and be prepared because that one's coming down the pipe soon. So this w- this has been the Anomaly Presents Barbarella. I've been Matt Knotts. I'm Matt the Turk. Adam Lubito. Megan Murphy. And just to bring it in, this was the night that we launched our Indiegogo. Woohoo! Yeah. So check out our, our socials, all of them, Anomaly Film Fest. It'll give you a link to our, our Indiegogo. We'd love for you to, to come and join us for the film festival, uh, November 8th, 9th, 10th, uh, Cinema Theater. Matt's looking at me like I was going to say April, but I had eight in my head. Nope. Good. <laughs> <so> all good. <laughs> oh, we already screwed it up. Damn it. Try again next year. Try again next year. I was doing it European style. <laughs> we're, listen, we're deep in Barbarella brain. Now. Exactly. <laughs> so here's what it is. The, the European soul of Barbarella has infected me. Dino De Laurentiis came back through, oh, no. through the grave out of my mouth. I think he's dead. I'm pretty sure. How is he not? Oh, no. um, Gross. <laughs> Barbarella, so, what so, have you done to us? <laughs> so November 8th, 9th, and 10th at the Cinema Theater in Rochester. Check out Anomaly Film Fest on all the, the socials to get information about where you can get your, your pass, where you can support our Indiegogo. I will tell you the best deal in the world right now is the pass on, on Indiegogo. Absolutely. It, you've got so much coming. We, we've been screening these movies beyond what we're talking about on this podcast. The movies that we're going to show you are goddamn mind-blowing. <laughs> They have plots. They have plots. <laughs> they have actors. There, there are. Oh God, it, it's it's everything that you want to see, um, and they need to be seen in a, in an audience, and that's the the biggest push. And we need you there. So so please check out our socials. It's it's Indiegogo. Send us your money. Go go go. Go go go. We love you. Next up, Hook. It's Hook. <laughs> Couldn't even stop myself. I'm so excited. <laughs> He's so excited. <laughs> so excited. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
If you want to learn more about Rochester and Buffalo's wide range of diverse cuisines, Nominate Meals might be for you. The fun part is you have no idea what you're going to get until you pick your meal up at one of our fantastic events. All you have to do is go to nominatemeals.com and order a meal for two for $40 that features dishes from one small, typically minority-owned restaurant. We run events at Three Heads Brewing, Fatty Beer Company in the neighborhood of Play, and also Nowhere Lounge in Buffalo. We offer drink pairings for sale that pair with each dish for that night, which really adds to the experience. Go to nominatemeals.com to order your meal for an upcoming event and join the nomination.